Hello folks and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Carl McDuff and I am live from the media gantry in Ibrooks post-match after Rangers were defeated 3-1 by Olympia Icos in their pre-season friendly. Um, a poor display all in all. I was actually here with Davey Pollock and don't worry folks, he's not run away in a tantrum. Um, he's just had to go and uh, move his car uh, uh, before before he got locked in and the manager's press match and the player press match did run over. So um, for anybody listening on Spotify or Apple who didn't catch the the, the pre-match video and the halftime video, uh, just to recap, quite a dull affair in the first half. Um, Rangers started with Robbie McCrory and goal, a back four of James Tavernier and Bonavaris in the fullback. John Suter and Ben Davis were the centre-half pairing. A midfield three of the Rastian, Kieran Darrow and Todd Campwell in a front three of Sam Lammers, Abdallah Sema and Cyril Dessers up front. Um, so the, the, the shape um, throughout the game, we were we were quite narrow um, and I think the idea was we were playing two number 10s and behind a striker. And in the first half, I think we, we did really isolate Dessers. Um, quite a lot of comments um, in and around the country on Twitter and in the group chats about the jokes, you know, somebody, somebody might have introduced um, Dessels to the other two players that he's playing beside because it really didn't look as if they had any cohesion at all. Um, I think the, the first half was a really dull affair. I think that the, the highlights for me, uh, four minutes in, uh, Nico Ration runs on their volley um, for maybe about 25 yards out, catches it on the volley and it would have been an absolute world, but the keeper makes off a, a really, really decent save. Um, other than that, the only other highlight for me for the first half was uh, Sam Lammers um, turning two players inside out, turning left and turning right, channeling his inner Ronald De Boer and getting a shot away. Um, again, the keeper makes a really good save to pat my way for the corner. Um, that, Rangers dominated most of the possession in the first half, it felt like, but they didn't really do too much about it. I know where have we seen that before, and I'll be honest. In the first half, it wasn't just Bonner Barris. I'm going to name him and come to him later on, but I thought there was a few people way so in possession. Bonner Barris, Kieran Dow, and Ben Davis, they all were. I, they were they were slow in moving the ball on, and at times they they were just. Poor passes, not doing the basics right. Barisic in particular probably had the worst game out of the Rangers players um, in, the, in the first half and the second half. And you know, it looked as if it was going to be a really dull uh, end to the first half. But Olympia Igos break up. Um, they, they, the goal actually starts for the, the right hand side um, and um, it makes its way over to the left. Barisic doesn't close it down and um, the, the player gets a second ball on on the volley. It does take a deflection and goes in, but so there's an element of bad luck here. But at the same time, we've seen this story before. We need to we can't allow all position players to have acres of space and tons of time in a box. So we're going to half time and we are expecting a couple of changes. I actually thought it would have been Barisic off for Yilmaz, but the changes were Johnny Yefeko on for Ben Davis and. John McLaughlin in for Robbie McCrory. Um, and Rangers do have a wee bit of life back in about them. And um, a, a really, really decent move ends up with Rangers getting a penalty. So the penalty itself, I think it's maybe in the category of 
a competitive game. It goes to VAR, and VAR may not be so kind. Um, uh, I've not seen the replays back. I, I'll give Todd Campbell the benefit of a doubt that there was contact, but even if there was, he went down like a sack of tortoise. Um, uh, <laughs> but the, the move, the build-up to that, sorry, um, it was it was a really good ball in for Suter um, into, into the path of Lammers who, who found Seema and in turn who found Todd Campbell. He, he released Todd Campbell into the box. Todd Campbell goes to around the keeper and then goes down. Um, and then the Olympiacos players. And there was a wee bit of fire for Olympiacos throughout the game, but nine of them surround the, the referee and the fucking livid <laughs> honestly you'd think this was a Champions League final and one of them even gets booked for descent um, a bit mental in a friendly game but eventually Tav lovely penalty straight down the middle and you know you think Rangers have maybe maybe stepped back in their life here um, but no we we start doing the basic defending poorly again um, we start being wasteful on the ball both the goals come, both the Olympiacos goals come for the left-hand side. Barisic is at fault for the the ball at the back post, which goes across and it's a, it's a bit of tapping for um, the Olympiacos, which should have been Johnny Fekko actually cleared the first one off the line, but then the, the second player gets to it. But Borna Barisic has to do better. Yilmaz has to do better for the third goal as well. I think he has caught um, out he doesn't close the player down quick enough and it's a cut back to the edge of the box and a lovely finish past John McLaughlin. I mentioned at the start of the pod that we played very narrow and I don't think our midfield supported the left-back position. I think Tavernier had a decent enough game. He didn't set the header light, but he didn't look in danger. I think Olympiacos, the best player in the park, where the best combinations came for the right-back and the right wing. We didn't see Kieran Dowell go in and cover Barisic as much as we maybe would have liked. And when uh, we've seen Lundstrom come on or Hadji come on, we never really had that coverage on the left-hand side. So, you know, I'm not I'm not using Borna Barisic or Yilmaz for that, but I think we do need to take that into consideration. So, on to the, on to the I suppose, uh, the next few talking points. Um, I spoke about the fiery nature of Olympiacos. Um, Yanis Hadji, who was actually, he came on and played fairly well. I think he got about maybe 15, 20 minutes. He's in the right hand side of the, the pitch, maybe with about five, six minutes to go. And uh, the Olympiacos player comes in so late, so high. He knows what he's doing. He purposely left it in Hadji. And Hadji played the ball, but caught the, you know, being caught by the, the player. Furious, he gets up, balls, goes out of play. Not a, not a foul, and he runs 10, 15 yards, uh, pushes him, starts screaming. Uh, and then a bit of a smash um, occurs. The Hadji and the tackling player get booked. A minute later, John Lundstrom leaves one on the said tackling player and gets himself booked as well. That's probably the only bit of fire I've seen for Rangers uh, tonight. And he was not my Yanis Hadji fanboy as well, but good to see he wasn't deterred. Um, probably the only positives I would take for the performance tonight um, in terms of playing-wise. Sam Lammers, um, his control, he looked so comfortable on the ball, taking the ball and his feet with his back to goal, getting the ball while he's running onto it as well, facing goal. He... He looks as if he can control it with both feet. He, he looks comfortable. He can pick a pass. I thought John Suter had a decent game as well. Um, 
I'm concerned about the defence growing into Manor, but in terms of John Suter, I thought he looked comfortable. He, he stepped out so well time and time again. He's so comfortable on the ball. And I think in terms of defenders, he he, he probably is our best um, ball playing centre half. I would even put him ahead of goal, Connor Golson. Um so I thought he they two got past past marks for me. Michael Beale was asked about his thoughts on the game and he did say that the players were leggy and I think we've all seen that as well and I don't know, there's maybe some mixed thoughts on how leggy players should be in, in pre-season. Um, Michael Beale did say that he'd been overloading them with the training sessions, with the games, getting minutes in um, and making it difficult for them because he said that there's no point in getting easy pat on the backs, going in and play a going out to play a lesser team and winning three or four now, there's no merit in that. This this opposition was hand-picked. The training regime is hand-picked to make sure the players are fit for the start of the season. So that maybe explains up, say explains why. And bear in mind, you know, I'm being a wee bit negative here, but it's only pre-season. It's a it's a glorified training game. We can't get too high nor too down. Um it was asked about players coming in and he said that the the fees um, quoted in terms of, he didn't say a player, but he's talking about Danilo, um, the, the fees quoted in terms of transfer fee and wages, they're nowhere near as high as what um, has been reported, um, nowhere near, uh, but he does expect to share some good news by the start of next week. So, you know, hopefully that does mean that there's a, a Danilo-shaped uh, figure um, creeping up in the Ibrox because I think we do need to get a bit of firepower in the, the attack. At the same time, I think we need to get all our attackers to jail a bit quicker because, you know, the running joke is it, the half-time, half-time speech should have been um, Dessers introduced themselves to Seaman uh, and Lammers adding Danilo into that as well. It's, it's somebody else who just has to learn to click with his teammates. So hopefully that is Danilo in the start of next week. Um, on players growing out, he did speak about Scott Wright getting caught in the airport and there has been inquiries around um, three or four different players, but of course, of course he didn't do it didn't give any names. Yanis Hadji came out and spoke as the player and he says, he was saying that he, you know, in terms of the, the 90 minutes, it was a tough 90 minutes, um, he was asked about the the legs, players feeling heavy, and he said it's most imp- the most important thing is getting the fitness up, and um, that is part of the training plan. Really echoing what the the manager saying, Giannis Hadji did say that some of the players were feeling fatigued because of the heavy training regime, but that's that's all done in purpose. So I suppose that makes me feel a wee bit better with that. Um, he was asked about that tackle and his reaction was it to do with his long term injury, and he said no, it was nothing to do with his injury. He's passed. It's just it was, um, he ran up to the guy. He, and they let him know it's a friendly game. There's no need for types of tackles like that. Um, it finishes on a very positive note. And you all know I have a, a massive man crush on uh, Giannis Hadji in terms of a player and the guy. I absolutely love him. I think we should um, build <laughs> I, I think he can be a, a key part of the team. He was asked um, how far away do you think um, the, the team is for the start of the season, given it's only 10 days away and it's just trying to shrug the shoulders. Well, I would say they're 10 days away um, and kind of clamped the, the journal for the record. Um, he was asked about his own 
his own position and his you know his own preference and he spoke about that at the start of his Rangers career he, he could play across the front three positions but over the last two years he's learned to play a bit deeper and he's adapting and he really enjoys that um, and I think that's the last few games we've seen Michael Beale uh, deploy him as probably more than the number eight role whereas we always thought he's maybe suited to offer right or number 10 I think that might be something that we see Yanis Hadji do more of, but uh, the important thing is he is versatile and we do need players to play different positions. So for anybody watching live on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, you'll see all the lights have went out um, and I think that is my cue to go. But by the way, let me just turn this, turn this camera around. Sorry for the Spotify listeners, but a wee view of Ibrox um, underneath the lights, that's... That's fucking stunning, by the way. I'll always be ever grateful for any opportunity we get to go in. Um, massive thanks to Rangers for coming, uh, letting us in. Massive thank you to Davey Port for uh, joining me. I will be back tomorrow morning, um, early bells, with the, the daily news, everything, all the headlines that's happened over the last 24 hours, and we'll be live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, half eight on Thursday night and of course wherever else you get your podcast shortly afterwards. For anybody who fancies the daily news and fancies our daily news show every morning, Monday to Friday, just um, either subscribe um, subscribe on a membership tier on YouTube, Spotify or Apple and you'll get all that content plus much more for just a pound a month. You know, it's less than 25p a week, less than 5p a show, folks value for money i think um not to put myself down too much but thanks very much for listening folks and i'll speak to you all again tomorrow morning take care